Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Marginalia. I'm Aura. Tamar. Right? I'm still with the I'm Aura. No, I'm going to use your tactics. I'm Tamar. Hi. Hi, guys. You see how lax it is in this? Yeah, it's very easy to just lean back and not, you know, get all up in the mic in this chair. But I'm going to try to do it. (laughs) So, you guys, another week. Another Almost week. down. We're actually, we're recording a bit earlier this time. Um, well, we'll still be dropping on Monday, but mm-hmm. we have several projects that we are working on, and I need to go home to New York for the weekend. She's so leaving me. I know. She's, she she ain't mad that I'm going. She, 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 she was going to leave me anyway. She, she no. has company coming over for the weekend, ah, so she's good. Ah. <laughs> That's a <sad> company. <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about. Anyway. So, you know. But, so, yeah, so we're just recording a bit earlier, and we're still going to drop the episode on Monday. But this mm-hmm. episode, we just wanted to talk a bit about our projects, things that we're working on, because um, yes. I think it's essentially laying the foundation down for what we're going to do after we get out of here. I think so. Um, yeah. So we'll talk about that a little bit, and we'll also talk about... Going back to school in general, because we're both non-traditionally, quote-unquote, aged students, and I get a lot of DMs. I don't know um, about you, Tamar, but I get, like, a lot, a lot of women hitting me up about wanting to go back to school but being afraid or being too busy or just, you know, whatever. So, yeah. I don't get enough. You, you don't, like, oh, you don't get I'm enough? I'm sure, like, I have followers who... I get a lot of responses, like, oh, just want to let you... Like, if I reach out to people, and it's usually because it's, like maybe a business-related thing mm. or I'm asking for a service or whatever. It's like, you know, by the way, I just want to let you know, like, I'm, I've am i been I've been really enjoying watching you develop. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's always grow. that. So it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a similar, similar kind of thing, similar. yeah. I wish I was getting more questions like, hey, like, could you let me know more about the program you're in? Because I want recruits. Same. <laughs> but, you know, the crazy <laughs> thing is a lot of women who reach out, they don't, they don't know that this program exists. True. And the program True. that we're talking about is the Ada Comstock scholars programs which is for non-traditionally aged women and um yeah we basically get a lot of grant money to Mm -hmm. be here at smith and i I always try to put women yeah basically tuition free and you know and Mm -hmm. in my case like even housing for my Mm -hmm. kids and i or whatever Mm -hmm. i mean there's a little bit of money that i'll have to put out but Mm. you know and it does is is not comparable um comparable it's not comparable to what most people walk away in debt here which is like I feel like close to a hundred grand if you paying out of pocket. Right, exactly. If not more. So, so it's like sixty grand a year. Here. This is what I'm saying. I was right? I was just about to say yeah. To put it short, I've only been here for five semesters, so that's two and a half years, mm-hmm. and I have I'm they've already given me a good probably one hundred and seventy thousand dollars to just be here. Yeah, yeah, for definitely. two and a half years. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, seriously. You know, I, I mm-hmm. always look at it, but um, but so yeah, so we want to just talk a, a little bit more about. Going back to school in general, and um, I'm always willing to help women out. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, yo, no, send that, me your college essay. Mm-hmm. I'll look it over. Like, I read mm-hmm. it. I'll, I'll whatever, whatever. So, but it, um, everyone has to do things at their own pace. pace. Yeah. And when they're ready, because what I'm realizing is um, a lot of people see it as, like, an impossible feat. And I guess we'll get into that when we get into our personal stories. But, like, there are some obstacles, I understand, yeah. to, like, 
going back to school or changing up your life. So Girl, I, I got kicked that. out twice. BMCC kicked let's, me let's out just, twice. Let's, let's yeah, story. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's talk about this. BMCC kicked me out twice. Like, like I dropped out twice and they kicked me out like another two times. Yeah, and, and, and BMCC is Bronx. Yes. What is, no, Borough no, sorry, of Manhattan. Bronx, yeah. Ooh, let me not start a beef. No, no, because Bur- <laughs> all the community colleges in CUNY are mad competitive, even though they don't even say it. But yeah, Borough yeah. of Manhattan Community College. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> CUNY, so, shout out CUNY. Yay. <laughs> so, no, start out with your journey, too, because I know, okay. yeah, How? what made you go back? What were? You, what was your plans? Like, what did you think you were going to do in comparison to what you're doing now? Without going too far back into the, like, college, you know, story, I basically was working in an after school, and I decided that most of the leadership was incompetent <laughs> in comparison <laughs> to me. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Like, I am I felt like I had an ego about it, and I proved myself right in many ways. But, like, I was being supervised by people who were younger than me, which is often the case when you don't have a college degree. And, like, mm. I just started noticing that, like, there was poor management or, like, there wasn't en- enough, like, intellectual, um, like, thinking around how t- to, like, teach children and how to, like, rear, like, a healthy-minded child. And that was frustrating me because I wanted to talk about things like race in the classroom or address conflicts that brought up race, but I would kind of get shut down like I was tripping. Like, I remember being at work and the kids were watching a movie and the fleas who were, like, you know, the the evil ones in the movie had, like, a Mexican accent. Oh, And I went straight to the administration. I was like, excuse me? (laughs) Like, first of all, most of our kids here are of Mexican descent or are, you know, Latino or, like, so why the fuck are we... Like, who's who picked this? And they kind of looked at me like, oh... They were surprised, but they yeah. also weren't like offended or shocked. They didn't do. They didn't stop the movie. And yeah. then I just thought about that, and I re- I was like, okay, on one hand, this is more important to me, and and I can't expect them to see this the same way as that I see it. But on the other hand, like I need to be in an environment where I can voice a complaint like this, and it would be respected. Right. But what really ended up happening was I just was trying to find any way out of the pay rate that I was making. So. From there, I started looking into school. I was living with my partner at the time, so I kind of had a bit of flexibility, and I was able to essentially go part-time. I was full-time when I started at that job, and I went part-time to go to school. And I was also able to, like, get some help with rent. And I was, my costs were very low at the the time, too, Mm -hmm. which I emphasize because I know it's not easy to go back to school without, like, a good foundation of support. So... I, went, I started taking classes at LaGuardia Community College, which is in Long Island City, Queens. And I decided that I was going to do what I didn't get to do in high school, which was mm. take art classes. I had always thought, you know, I was practicing photography for years at that point, but I had never had any formal training. So I was like, I'm going to use this opportunity to do what I really, really love because one, I'll be able to keep my grades up and two, right. I'll be doing something I love. So I went back as a fine arts major and literally during that journey, like I started to I started getting into this these programs. One is called Streetwise Partners, where they basically give you a corporate mentor. I was working with these like, you know, mid twenties corporate kids in Midtown, and they were helping me shape my resume and do like elevator pitches. And I realized I'm like these these kids aren't doing anything that hard. Like I should be an administrative you know, assistant. Like they the make truth? mad money. <laughs> I'm like I could be making eighty grand like with the bachelors and like working with some executive. So I should just be an executive assistant. So that really was like my goal I was like if I can get an executive assistant job at some like big corporate firm somewhere I'm good 
got kept getting good grades at school and did internships in like museums like I got I got the spark and like I got the confidence to reach out and get an internship at a museum and that's actually how I had to quit the part-time job okay because I finally had a full-time internship internship that was paid and then you know close like getting nearer to graduation for my associates it just like someone planted the seed in my head after a conversation like you should apply to Smith and it was purely just because she felt like I would fit in with the like the culture here like I'm a yeah. nerd Right. I'm a nerd. You I'm heard of Smith before she? I had she... never heard of Smith. Okay. I had never, Same. like, I Googled it. I was just like, never heard of this place. Right. Um, and I'm like, an all-women's college? I'm not even going to lie. I didn't even know about an all-women's college. Like, I'm sure I knew Same. they existed, I but I didn't know of one. I didn't know of the Seven Sisters or Me any either. of that. None yeah. Of that. I didn't, yeah. So. None of that. And what's crazy is, like, I had told myself it was going to be NYU. I was like, I'm going to go to NYU. That's my dream. My dream was always to go to NYU. But Smith. Smith made it undeniable like there was no way for me to turn one from the financial aid money and then when I came to visit the campus during like you know the, it was just beautiful um, you know now being here like, <laughs> I have more opinions about the school but um, but yeah it was it all happened just chance by chance just from loving school and realizing like an administrative assistant job is cool but I could also become an executive and I could have an administrative assistant. And, like, Smith planted the seed, like, be a boss. I remember that conversation yeah. with you. You were just like, you know, I went back to school thinking I wanted to be an executive assistant. Now I need an executive <laughs> assistant. Exactly. Yes, bitch. Yes, exactly. So, yes. So, yeah, we have similar paths. Mm-hmm. I, um, well, I dropped out of, why didn't we, I kind of dropped out of high school, but, like, I dropped out to start taking GED classes. Mm-hmm. So, I, like, I didn't really take the time off. It's right. just that once they told me that, all I had to do was take an exam and I would be done with high school. I was just like, oh, fuck that. Like, (laughs) so I ended up really getting out of high school earlier Mm -hmm. than I was supposed to because I left to take the GED. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, I did that because I had the twins too. Like Mm -hmm. I had just had the twins. And I was just over school. Funny how that works, right? Yeah, you know. In a way, I almost feel like it's a better option. It was, because I tried, like, well, I was the only pregnant one in my high school. And I I kept going up until I couldn't anymore because it was almost time to... You know, I had to go into labor soon yeah. or whatever. So um, wow. I did that. And then after I gave birth, like, I came right back. So I had the twins in December. Like, I came back, like, sometime that second mm-hmm. semester for the year. And mm-hmm. they were also trying to tell me that I had to spend more time. Because, you know, I took time off. Mm-hmm. In order to graduate, I had to stay later. And I was just like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm ready to move on from this, yeah, you know? and I'm a mother now. What yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had to work, all types of shit. So then wow. that's what happened, right? I... I got my GED after some time. I, I tried the college thing because I thought it was what I was supposed to do. But then I also had to, like, work. And honestly, most of it was I wasn't mature enough. I wasn't really ready for college. So mm-hmm. it wasn't even, like, work because I had help. Same, same. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just really wasn't ready. I would do dumb shit, like, sign up for courses and go for the first week and then leave the country for, like, a oh. month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I would do stupid shit like that. And yeah. um, I, I got kicked out a couple of times and... um. When I first went back and decided to get serious, I was, I think I was like 25. Mm. No, I was like 24, 23, 24. And I same. only, yeah. I was saying mid-20s. Right. Yeah. And I started, I started with like one to two classes. Mm-hmm. Like I started part-time. I didn't even throw myself in because mm-hmm. I still was working another job. And, you know, I was just like, let me just do it little by little or whatever. And mm-hmm. I, the way I started was by retaking all of the classes that I had failed before. Mm. So I was just like, let me just do that just because, again. yeah, yes. I can't, I can't. I can't move forward mm-hmm. until I turn those Fs into passing grades. Right. So I did that. I started taking the classes that I failed little by little. Mm-hmm. And when I went back full-blown, full-blown, mm-hmm. I was 27. 
um, what happened at that time basically was, uh, like, I lost the apartment that I was staying in, and I also lost my job at the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, my kids had to stay with their grandmother, and I was, like, scrambling trying mm-hmm. to find a place. And I was staying with, like, an ex-boyfriend and his mother mm-hmm. for a couple of months. Um that's how I started dancing too. That's mm-hmm. what that's what got me into dancing, mm-hmm. and I started doing that. And then I finally got my apartment and was still kind of dancing. And then I was just like, "Yo, I need to go back to school, like for real, for real." Because mm-hmm. I was just I was getting older, and honestly, I was sick of the regular nine to five right. jobs. Like I was just sick of getting jobs. Like I've, right. I had every kind of job you mm-hmm. can fucking think of within mm-hmm. sales and customer service, and I was over it. So. I decided to pursue nursing. Most of my followers know me for that because a lot of them hit me up about information on nursing. And now it's just like, oh, I'm not doing that anymore. anymore. (laughs) Change your plans. Change your plans. You know, again, Smith came into me because I like, because I like, I mean, nursing is dope, mm-hmm. but it's not something that I was passionate about. Mm-hmm. Like, I just it was really just a steady good job. Exactly, yeah. it was mm-hmm. a steady good job with minimal schooling, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, I I I started off doing that, and. Same thing. I kept getting good grades, good grades, and then Smith came around recruiting different people. And the thing is, with BMCC, with my school, the way they did it was mm-hmm. they hosted, like, a, some luncheon thing, and it wasn't open to everyone. It, it was, oh. like, it was invite-only by professors at oh, BMCC. Wow. So, yeah, so no one they knew it. They didn't want just anybody coming yeah, in. Yeah, no wow. one. I know. It was just, like, what the fuck? So and shit. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but <laughs> two of my professors, my English professor... Mm-hmm. And my Italian professor, they both hit me up on like they on separate occasions. Mm-hmm. They both hit me up and they both told them like, no, you know, she's she's a candidate. Right. So I went and it was just funny because they were both just like, yeah, you go to this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I got more information. Same. I came out here to visit and mm-hmm. it was just beautiful. It was, it was such a different world. I know it's so different from how we now see. <laughs> right. I know. Right. I and swear even, there was mist coming out of the campus. It ground. was beautiful. It was. <laughs> I felt like I was living in a fucking calendar. I would. I don't know if y'all have ever seen Lord of the Rings, but like the Shire where the hobbits live is like this perfect like fantasy world, and the lighting is all soft a utopia. I, a utopia. That's and funny. I was like, this is the Shire. It's like a movie here. <laughs> it's so funny because everyone fucking read Lord of the Rings, and I'm taking a seminar yeah. on on um Tolkien Does books he now. The Shire? No, because we, we, I mean, we're doing right. The Hobbit, and now oh, we're starting okay. Lord of the Rings. But the funny shit is that it's like everyone in the world read these books already, and I haven't. Yeah. So in the, in the classroom, they they talk about all like stuff. all the stuff, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, we, Wait till you see the movies. Though. I'm going to see it. But anyway, I'll we got off topic. Movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Hobbits and shit, you know. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So anyway, long mm-hmm. story short, now I'm here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a nurse anymore. I've, I've been decided, like, not to be a nurse. When I got here, yeah. I, I started in the biology department, too. Mm, like, I don't know how you did that. I started in, in biology okay. and English department. So, mm. so, so I did, I, I dabbled in the biology department because I thought I was going to... So you took a biology class here? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, and I thought I was going to do, like... um. Cause so Smith doesn't offer nursing, so that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I thought I would have had to gotten get my master's mm-hmm. for nursing, and I thought I would have had to got get a, like a biology mm-hmm. um, degree or something um, that puts you like on, on that route. track, yeah. right? Exactly. Nursing track, doctor track. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then that was another Pre-med. factor. I'm just like, all right, like it's one thing to get my associates in nursing and get good money, a good paying nursing job, but it's mm-hmm. another thing. To fucking do four years and then get a master's and go into debt for a exactly. job that I know I'm not gonna want to do in like five years, and that you know isn't gonna give you 
the exact kind of income that's going to make it easy to pay it off. Exactly. So, it like, yeah, right. mm -hmm. Like, everything changed. And then I was just like, I don't even really want to. So I started, I also was dabbling in the English department because I love, I love reading and writing, period. Mm -hmm. Like, I love reading, I love writing, and I love ancient wisdom and all mm -hmm. the old stories and all that shit. Um, so, yeah, so I stayed in the English department. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, you know, I wish I would have gotten, I wish I had more time here to get involved in the media department some mm -hmm. more and Africana studies. I said this last episode. The media, that's the media department for sure. For yeah. Me. I didn't even know you could major. I, we, we went to a black student association, shout out BSA, meeting last Sunday, and one of the students there said that she was a media studies Major. Yeah, so now I want to look into it and see if they've added majors because I swear. No, I saw it's, fil it's, it's been there. It's film and film media. And media. Film and media Listen, studies. I didn't even consider film and media. I know. Here. I mean, I'm happy I didn't do that exclusively because. So basically, I'm an Africana studies major, which is ba the same thing as like African American studies or Black studies. So we do a lot of like reading and writing, critical theory. You can you can compare it to like a philosophy department, but just imagine most of what you're studying is about the lives of black people and the idea of race, like blackness as an idea, what it means to be black, like what it means for other people to define blackness or whatever, whatever. Hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so like, so it's, yeah, we're about right. To, exactly. Which is why I'm so passionate about some of the shit we're about to talk about because, <laughs> you know, I spend a lot of time thinking about what it means to be black and like what blackness is as, as an identity. And one of the things we learn, like the first class you take, ideally, and Smith is vetting you for that too. Like you're just, yeah. So you, you've developed that eye that and that, eye and the yeah, yeah, right. For exactly. What people mean when they say things uh -huh. like what identity, they don't mean. even know what they mean. Yes. Oh, the yeah. intersections of their identity, like, like, who, who feels ownership of what and whatever. But, like, yeah, Afri Africana Studies helped me think about, really, because I came here to study myself. That's what mm. I came to do. as a In my position as a black queer woman, I wanted to know what that really meant. I wanted to see myself. Like, I wanted to take blinders off and really see myself for, like, <laughs> the choices that I make and the things that I call myself. You know what I mean? Like, I love... I love using the word bitch. Like, I like using the word hoe. I don't want to use those words recklessly. So I feel like Af Africana study helps me think through why I feel I can use that word. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, they help, like, in that kind of way. So that's basically... I think I'm getting, I'm getting off topic. I forgot what the, I initially started talking about. But um, but that's basically what I do here as a student. And I'm able to take that knowledge and produce visual media. Because I came in here with the fine arts degree I had a background in photography before yeah, I Yeah, you have school. an artistic exactly. foundation already. And I didn't know what I was doing with it. Right. I mean, I also didn't have the, the money to do what I wanted to do with it. And that's that was the part that frustrated me most. It got my ass back to school because I'm realizing, like, it doesn't matter how talented you are. I was always a talented photographer, and I always had a great eye. But if you don't have the money to develop your skills and, like, the money to buy mm. equipment... And, and you'll, the, you'll forever be you'll the, forever the starving be artist. A starving artist. Yeah. Like, you do need to get close to artists who do this and, like have been doing it and who can teach you and train your eye like no, not for nothing if you ever think okay i've reached my peak because i work hard that's foolish there's always something more to learn and there's always ways that you can like see differently and think differently about your work so africana gives me an opportunity to learn about my black shit while being able to make the photographs produce the photographs and the videos that like that i'm passionate about so it's a perfect blend for me um 
Yeah. See, and that's super dope. Like, I, again, and, I'm, and <laughs> I feel like I'm always complaining about the English department, which I'm not because I really <laughs> love it. But it, did, it, did, it just did not have the space for that, like mm. for creativity. Mm. Like there was, you know how in a lot of your projects you're able to hand in a creative project right. or like a, a film, film project or, or whatever. Yeah. Within the English department, you just can't do that. Right. Like everything, it, it's paper mm-hmm. and it has to be an academic paper, mm. you know. So, but it's all good now. Mm-hmm. Um, this last semester, I'm experimenting a lot. So I guess we can just, we can get into the projects mm-hmm. a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to start with yours? Yeah. So I'm currently mm-hmm. taking an advanced production workshop and basically we have to produce a 10 minute, give or take short film by the end of the semester. I'm still fleshing out the ideas, but I don't, I already spoke with my professor and like, she's really excited about mm-hmm. my topic of choice which is sex work and I'm going to focus on strippers I, mm. I honestly I wanted to I wanted to just come busting out the gate and start with pornography like with porno girls I mean I'm just waiting <laughs> well you know and, and I, that's gonna be the next one hopefully. exactly and mm-hmm. but the only the other reason why ease I'm just like let me and, and ease myself into it right, more, true, true. more fuck them mm-hmm. like I wanted to ease myself because this is my first mm. little documentary short and mm. you know it, it's production takes a lot of work pre-production mm-hmm. takes a lot of work post-production so I didn't want to overwhelm myself and right. you know reaching out to to um sex to certain sex workers so I started with the I'm stripper world up, by the way because I was telling people on Facebook that I was going to have to explain my love for for pornography and or, or porn stars porn performers and erotica so I'm glad you're going this direction yeah. so I can like add to this yeah so and it's like I told you so all right so for this assignment for my class I'm going to start with with strippers mm. Simply because I have access to them. Mm-hmm. I have easier access mm-hmm. than I do for to porn stars or mm-hmm. webcam girls or mm-hmm. um, prostitutes or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I do want to make it a little mini docu-series over mm-hmm. the course of probably the next years where each episode, maybe five to six episodes, will focus on a type of sex work and... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I like I like the title Jezebel, <laughs> Jezebel, Black Women in Sex Work. So, um, yeah. So that's what I'm working on right now. It. And um, the themes I'm centering are so um, respectability politics. Mm-hmm. The whole theory, huh? Whole theory. Which we Not, yet. Not yet. Yeah, we do have to because because okay. I'm, I'm whole theory is something that I'm still right dissecting you're and book. yeah. So I'm still yeah. figuring okay. out whole theory. So okay. I don't want to. I want to get, you know, talk about what I'm more comfortable talking about. So, right. so right. So, respectability politics is one of the themes I want to explore. Um, what's the other one? The Madonna whore mm-hmm. dichotomy. Mm-hmm. No, the what is it? The Madonna, yeah, Madonna whore dichotomy yeah. and sex work is work. Right. So everyone always wants to like so talk the politics of like of us naming that as work. Right. right. So, because even me, so when I started dancing, when I when I started stripping and shit. I did start out of sort of a financial necessity, but not even really, because mm. I, I was receiving unemployment, mm. and um, I could have gotten another job, but mm. I, I didn't want to. I wanted to do that. And then even after I got my shit together, quote unquote, like I was still going to school. Mm-hmm. And by this time, I had moved, like I had, I found a better housing situation with my my mom-in-law anyway. Mm-hmm. So she, she basically gave me free housing. She mm-hmm. gave me free housing. And I was in school, and I was still getting money from school, and mm-hmm. I still decided to dance. So a lot of people, what kind of bothered me was that a lot of people justified it for me. I didn't ask mm. for justification, but a lot of people were just like, oh, well, you know, you're stripping. Yeah, well, you, you're, in you, you're in school, and you're so a mother, and you're doing yeah. this. So so it's okay. Right. Like, first of all, I didn't ask you what you thought. Which Not- is fascinating, because, like, 
you need to be like what is that idea like why do you why do yeah, exactly so that's what i'm exploring like why do you feel you have to justify how i decide to use my body right. or how i make money because mm-hmm. it goes back to the thing you were saying we all are using our bodies Every for day. money Every everybody's day. using cab drivers they drive I, for fucking 16 hours a day killing their bodies coal miners is fucking catching cancer like they literally like <laughs> sign off to catching cancer like i'll die for this coin everyone is using the their bodies to you become a weapon in the military like right. literally like, right to push this this capitalist to basically make someone else rich right. every we're all using but our bodies sex. to make someone that's now is moral outrage. So I right. want to I want to talk about where that comes from, which mm-hmm. is respectability politics, mm-hmm. and some of that, and then also the Puritans. This mad mm-hmm. shit. It's gonna be tough because I only have ten minutes. I know she said it's gonna be a little longer, but she's dope though. Mm. Shout out to Bernadine Mellis because mm-hmm. she's really. I can see you. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead. She's no, but she's okay. working with me though. She's just okay. like oh this is like she's giving me resources. And okay. then I went to my other professor. I told you, mm-hmm. Andrea Hairston. I fucking love her. Shout she's out amazing. To I went to her <laughs> office. I was like, hey, I'm doing this film on sex workers and I need more resources. And she like, bet. <laughs> yeah, she was like, bet. Right, exactly. Yeah. And she was just like, I don't have every, anything off the top of my mind right now, but I have people who right, do. So right. she's linking me up to other professors who wow. are in the field and shit. So, yeah, yeah so that's one of my, my main projects that I'm really working on. And then I'm, I'm taking another class with Andrea Hairston. I'm taking two classes with her this semester, but mm. I'm taking a playwriting class. So that's another thing that I want to dabble in. And um, basically, I'm a storyteller. Like, and so many people there, they, and even me, like, I, I started to feel like I was all over the place and I needed to decide, decide what I wanted to do because, mm. you know, one minute I, I'm drawing, I'm an artist, another minute I'm doing this, another mm. minute I want to write a book. But I was just like, you know what? At the end of the day, with all of, through all of these mediums, whether it's documentaries or playwrights or screenwriting or mm-hmm. fucking drawing a picture, I'm telling stories. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's really all that I'm doing. And I figured that out. I figured out that I want to be a storyteller. And my content, my topic choices are women and sexuality and sex work and, and mm-hmm. niggas ain't being, not, and being not being shit. Yeah. You can't talk about sex work without <laughs> talking about niggas not being shit. Right. I mean, we got to <laughs> talk about it. I think, I mean, if I can get into a little of my project, which I feel like is. Smith got me fucked up because I feel like I'm going in so many directions now. Same. But in a way, I feel like they're going to come together. You're, that's the thing. Right. It, always it always does. Do. I, and I always say this in my social media. Like, just follow your interests mm-hmm. as many as you can and pay attention to your interests. Like, they're not there randomly. Mm-hmm. All them shits, everything you're going to find right. and it's going to connect. And, and, and that's the beauty about following all of your varied passions because now mm. the intersection is who you are and exactly. is your niche and exactly. is your work. So, but like, yeah. For, no, but for instance, like, I'm interested in sex work as well. I'm interested in whole theory, which we can get into. I feel like we need an episode I want my this. PhD in whole theory. Listen, if I continue on this academic listen, track... please get a PhD in whole, in whole theory. whole theory. So you can school these niggas. <laughs> Shit, yo, <laughs> no. bitch, now that I know right? it's possible, thanks to you, I'm just listen, like, yo, you really could... Now, listen, I just realized that I could get a degree. I found a professor who... And I'm actually going to read her text for my special studies. I should explain what I'm doing yes, this semester. Yes, let's yeah. get into that. <laughs> so I'm taking a class... Um, what am I taking? Because I haven't been to class. Oh, I'm taking... <laughs> I'm taking a class on the Black Archive, which is helping me think about the ways we value certain information over others, right? That's essentially, to me, what we're thinking about. And, like, how certain narratives are erased. So, for like, to talk about the life of a stripper would be digging into an archive or creating an archive. Like, or as literally building an archive on sex work 
that people can use for academic use, right? So, like, mm-hmm. just, like, the book that you're reading on Hope Theory, like, is a part of the archive now. Yeah. So, I'm thinking a lot about, in that class, the ways in which, like, black women in particular are erased from the narrative. And so, how do we reinsert our narratives? How do we create our own archives? Like, do we need to be a part of a master narrative in, or an archive? Or can we just have our own thing out here doing its own thing on its own? So, I'm interested in that. That's the other that. class I'm taking that you put me on to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, there's that. And then... I'm taking um, a black. I'm taking a photography class called Topics in Photography, thinking about kinship. So I'm thinking about the relationship. I'm using that class. We're reading Octavia Butler. We're reading her book Kindred, and I'm thinking about the ways in which we establish kinship within like the like black women's communities, like women of color communities. Period. Like what what is it that makes us feel akin to each other? That makes us feel connected to each other. And and a lot of that to me is like a way to think about erotica because for that class, because it's photography, I get to produce photos. So mm. my first photo project was really just like having two black femmes show tenderness and like vulnerability towards each other without the context of what they are to each other. Mm-hmm. So you don't know if they're like sisters, you don't know if they're lovers, but like thinking about like black women's like, you know, emotions and tenderness and the ways we show affection to each other and establish like a community with each other through touch and then to push it further, I have a special studies where I'm studying black women's spirituality. Like, what ways do black women, historically, how have we learned to use plant medicine, you know, tradition. And this is the black girl magic and this, that and we this were talking about. And this is the black about. girl magic okay. class, yeah. yeah. Which was, so it's just like looking at the ways in which black women, because we, we don't have the resources or we're excluded, have found ways to heal our communities, to take care of ourselves, like... Um, how have we grown our own gardens in, like, desolate places, you know? Like, how have we healed each other? How have we approached mental health, you know, without resources to see therapists or without the desire to see a racist therapist who's going to diminish you to some pathological thing versus, like, understanding the complexity of your life, right? So I'm thinking about all of those things, but because it's a class and I can't do everything, I'm really just going to be marking, like, okay, well, here is a voodoo practitioner who was healing in this community or hoodoo practitioner or this conjure woman was someone people went to and paid to like throw off bad spirits like any type of like if it's esoteric it's if it's weird but it has to do with like power and wellness i'm trying to study that through the lives of black women and really what's and how i'm all tying this back to my visual art stuff is like i'm interested in like the cosmological power of black women like when I think women, black women are se- are hypersexualized, right? Like our bodies are always seen as sexual in some capacity because, like, what was our purpose to but to breed more slaves and to be a toy right. to the master? And I just mean this within like the African American context. So I'm thinking about the ways that like black women, and this is sort of what you're doing too. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the ways that black women use that as a power. And I'm thinking about the pleasure that black women take in that power yeah. versus the exploitation. Exactly. And I feel like where you are is like you are looking at concrete examples of this in, in life. And I'm thinking about like, okay, what is this stripper's inner life? Right. And like how do I photograph her at home in a garden and with a partner and with a sex I'm, partner? I'm actually trying so, to incorporate that that mm-hmm. too with, with B-rolls. So, right. you know, it, it's oh my God, so which, many Which layers. is why we're, we've been talking about this. Yeah. And I told or I'm like I'm interested in filming this because – from a photographer's lens, I want to see what a what this what a stripper looks like putting on her makeup. I want to see exactly her emotion and like how she interacts versus just like labeling her a stripper and taking away all her right. I want to catch like I want to like like go through their household and maybe right. catch a note on the refrigerator. Call mom. How to yeah exactly. like like just exact. That's what I really want right. to 
You know, it's a lot that I want to do. Have you you ever heard of um? Because you were just saying something. Maybe you should read this book, Tituba, black um Tituba no. black. What is it? Black Witch of Salem. No. I so I, I read it. Yeah. <laughs> Put me on. No, I have it. Oh no, I don't have, have it. it. Actually, I sent it to my friend a in jail. Black Witch in Salem. Yeah, Tituba Black Witch in Salem. So I it was from I read it in my Nathaniel Hawthorne seminar mm. last semester. But um, it was good. But she is she was a she was a, a, an actual mm-hmm. person. But mm-hmm. they sort of fictionalized her story because, mm-hmm. like you said, they erase her. They they erase a lot of reality. black women. So yeah. Right. So the author, um, I forgot her first name, but her last name is Conte. She mm-hmm. basically just had to piece together what she did have from her oh, life. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, uh, oh. You, oh, people are. Oh shit. What is it? A group talk? Rafma, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Rafma. Um. Um, yeah. So basically, but that's and, and it takes place in during in Boston during the mm. the witch trials and all yeah. that shit. But she was like I didn't even know the, the only black witches, exactly. Though. She was the only black that's witch wild. that they kind of it like. And the book is really good, mm. and I wish I did have it. But like I said, yeah. I loaned it to my friend in jail. So yeah. And honestly, people don't often they see talk the about connection between the witch and like sex work. But she connects both of connect. them. Are you serious? She, she, well, not sex work, but right. sex but period. Sex. She, she, yeah. she, she's just on some white people. Y'all just don't fucking get this shit. And y'all mm. think I'm a witch because I'm using my, you know. And then she does, she mm-hmm. does do in the book because it's fiction. She like hops back and forth between, I guess, good and evil magic mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever she wants to or whatever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. so you know, in that time, sex was just like super frowned upon and right. all that shit or whatever and then she, were too much yeah she was just on some like sex is spiritual sex is right. magic and you right. know what she did a lot for the dick <laughs> speaking up for the for the dick challenge she fucked a lot she did she whatever black magic for the dick shit yeah you know she fucking gave up her whole position in life for the dick but anyway no. you'll read it yeah. you should get it or I'll get it for you um yeah. no but there's a connection between because if what I what I have looked at like, I, I looked at which the burning years in Europe, and there was a period where, like, niggas were getting killed left and right, women primarily for being called out as witches. And you could get called out as a witch literally if you cursed your neighbor. If I was like, fuck you, I hope your whole <laughs> livestock dies, you, you could get burned at the Yeah, no, it was fucking insane. Exactly. But really what the what's important about that moment is not that they had the power to kill you, but that they threatened your power. They threatened the power dynamic mm. there. And... The idea that a woman could have the possible power to curse you is such a threatening idea. Yeah. Like, what if she can kill all my livestock? Obviously, she's not going to, like, snap her fingers and they're going to die, but she could poison your livestock. So right. it really is about, like, subverting the practical power that women have to control their environment yeah. unseen. Like, yes, you can be a man and at the top invisible, and you can be a woman poisoning niggas and chopping yeah. or killing something for your benefit. You know what I'm right. saying? And that's that's going to be labeled evil, but is it evil? Like, is it evil if you're using it as a tool for liberation? Yeah, like, there was there was a lot of that in the English yeah. and a lot of the English shit yeah. that I read. Or mostly um, Greek, like the Greek and Roman shit. Right. That you have to watch out for your wives. They'll poison they'll you poison and this shit like that. Like, you know, a woman, when she kills you, it's always in some sneaky way. Yeah. Like, well, why? Because we never were able to use overt displays of violence. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? We didn't have the tools to do it, if anything. So, like... It's interesting, and it's interesting to notice that, like, in Europe, it was after the Black Plague. Don't 
ask me to give dates, but you know, that disease that killed out all those motherfuckers because they weren't bathing or whatever. It was after that that women took up more roles than men took up because employment, you need to feed people, were yeah. dying. And that's where men, you see, like legally, they started making these laws like, wait, no, these women are, they're too independent now. Like, yeah. They're threatening our power and they're, they think they can live alone now. As Even witches. in that, do you know, like during all of the, the world wars and like, exactly. like women held it down, down, but you don't see any of no. that in history. And no. it only makes we sense because while monuments. all of the men were away, fighting exactly. there were only old people women and children left so who you think held it down like Wells. women held like in germany like um the museum had some art exhibit and i forgot her name but she was dope and um i think it was her son peter and her husband no I'm peter thinking something else. oh maybe I'm thinking about the artist that was drawing people well, like black germany, dying yeah yeah it is her Kathy, yeah Kathy she was dying she's not dying drawing people who were like victims right? yeah. yeah so she like she depicts a lot of, and even like in that time period women was holding everything mm. down and then even the wounded like mm. <laughs> when you mm-hmm. are fighting off in war so who's cooking who's and taking who's care taking care of, of the wounded soldiers right. but history mentions none Nothing of that same way they don't mention keeps, black people who keeps humanity alive doesn't matter right but we want to talk about who kills them right white supremacy mm. is a death wish but that's another that's another show all right. So time. now in talking about, I guess, you know, sexuality and black women, <laughs> black and, women and hypersexualizing and yeah. them and stuff. We, let's, so we're going to get into <laughs> the whole Azealia Banks the, uh, and the Cardi B thing. Um, and tomorrow <laughs> you can kick that off because you have off. words. You she know, has so words. I've been feeling some type of way, I guess. <laughs> and I've been posting a lot on Instagram. And first, let's because yes, everyone, let's not everyone story. may not know. So, yeah. Let's give the story. So, recently, Cardi B, um, well, I should start with Azalea. Azalea went, went on a Twitter rant. Um, where she was, you know, thrashing um, Cardi B, and she was calling her, like, the poor man's Nikki, and, like, she thought that when Cardi came around, she was going to be getting, like, a, a better version of Nicki Minaj or some shit. She was going to be, like, a spicy, a Latina, spicy Latina and not Latina. a rap a, a rap star and stuff. Yeah. yeah, like, she, it was just total shade, clearly jealousy, because Cardi had just made the number one spot, and, like, it was just a petty jab attack that Azalea always does that she's notorious for. But in addition to those tweets, she was she put on topic the fact that black men have made the industry more accessible for lighter skinned black women or for white women in general, right? Mm-hmm. So there's been this exclusion of dark skinned black women in the music industry. And what's ironic is like the last person to reach number one with this in a, I think on the hip hop charts or as a hip hop artist with a hip hop song was Lauren Hill. Yeah, so the thing is fam. so right, <laughs> so, it, it's um she's she was the last woman and Cardi was the second woman the second. to do this. Um, a rap song with no features. With no features. Yeah, so okay, th- that's so what it is. Yeah. So it's yeah, is so maybe others would have had a number one spot on the Billboard. Right. Like but, I'm sure Nicki's had a number one. But right, it was but never none solo. solo. Yeah, so song. it was Lauren yeah. Hill was the last one about 20 years ago or something right. like that. Now Cardi B broke that record broke with record. Bodak right. Yellow, and right. you know because there's no features on it. Exactly. So, but and so what's, that's what's interesting is like we think I've been marking and looking at in my studies, like, how there's been a decrease in dark-skinned femmes in the music industry, like, since Lauren. Like, Lauren Hill is truly one of the last, like, iconic dark-skinned black women that was, like, doing it in hip-hop and crossing over in R&B and could have solo features. I mean, yeah, like, music. And we would now, and we saw that eventually, I mean, some people don't want to say it was a race, but we saw that being subverted in a race. fading out, no pun intended. No pun intended. Like, (laughs) there are plenty of dark-skinned hip-hop artists like black women who are hip-hop artists right now but in terms of who is given the platform to be made popular like 
we see Nikki's like we see this almost prototype of like the this black woman who gets to be the rap star like we we drag this mixed look mixed kind of yeah. and we drag um fucking Lil Kim for this right like oh my god what did she do to her face like why did she lighten her skin and like that because I believe she has the complex of yeah. like I'm I was a darker skinned black femme and I want to stay relevant so let me adapt and also Azalea got shit for for bleaching her skin but where where are the differences yeah like y'all y'all drag y'all generally I'm gonna say y'all right. drag the little Kim <laughs> for doing it to her skin but we all love little Kim right so like we put her plastic surgery aside for now and we're just gonna accept her right but when we see another femme black femme in process doing the same damn thing we wanna drag her as though we don't know that she's doing it to be more accessible to marketable and to market and herself mm-hmm. so Azalea has a lot of reason to be an angry person I am not speaking to her mental health. I'm not speaking to whether it's right or wrong, whether she has these tactics. But there is a hypocrisy. People don't. People love to drag her for having these outbursts and for having these attacks. And it is a never on the same level that they'll drag a black male ca- counterpart. You can literally go off saying, I want to rape these bitches and drag them through the field. And y'all are going to be like, well, are we going to the concert, though? Mm-hmm. Like, Young Thug had a moment in an airport where he was, I think, ragging on them for being black. He literally was like talking shit. Yeah, and there was like a French thing where, Montana too. All of them wasn't it? Much, yeah. French Montana called someone a nappy-headed little black bitch or something. Young Thug couldn't get his way at an airport, so called them black bitches. I, I went to a Young Thug show yeah. over the summer, well, so did. I'm caught like yeah. there is just a hypocrisy. People, but I also went to an Azalea Banks show because I'm a fair ass bitch. You know what right. I'm saying? Like I take Young Thug for his artistry and I and I fuck with it. I take Azalea for her artistry and I fuck with it. Azalea's point that as a black woman, she's not even given the audience to at least have her music heard in addition to her being problematic is a valid fucking argument. But people want to make it about, well, she's being treated this way because she doesn't behave. Niggas never behave. You don't have to behave as a man. Right. But what we're really saying is that as a black femme, we need to abide. We need to be, you know, easily digestible. You got to be like Nikki. You got to be able to market yourself and be a little hood, but don't be too hood. Mm-hmm. Also, don't be too black. Respectabilities. Again, that shit is everywhere. White people need to be at ease with you, right? And Azalea Banks is never going to be the type of person where white people are just going to take her down unless they make her this exoticized, fetishized thing, which they did. If you all remember, Azalea was, when she came out popping and she, people didn't really hear much pushback from her or, or hear her pop off yet, she was getting, you know, I think she did a, a campaign with um, Alexander Wang. She was doing, she was in fashion magazines. Like, she was being positioned as this little exotic darling. And then she fell off. And I think it was really too easy to say that it was because of her attacks. I think I think it's very explicitly the fact that she's attacking, but she's attacking as a dark-skinned black woman. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, and, I, and I'm not saying that a Nicki Minaj can get away with this easier. I think if Nicki Minaj was going off and attacking people, she would be dragged would, too. But yeah. the thing is, Nicki doesn't have to, to do it because Nicki fits the prototype. Yeah. She is the competition. She's the, the one you have to beat. So she I got that she's in the top spot. And she's she, in the top so she spot. don't have she, she has nothing to really be mad about. Well, quote, nothing. quote. Yeah. Other than haters, right? Yeah. Other than haters. And the same thing is for Cardi B. And I'm also not going to sit here and cape for Cardi B and her violent ass ways and the ways that she drags women. I don't know who Cardi B is popping off on when she goes off on women, on women, but it's a woman. She's always like there's she's she has a history. I think she pop off on, <laughs> on men anybody, too though. On yeah, like, she pops off on everybody, but she has her nasty moments towards women where she'll be like yeah. calling them out, and it's probably over a man. Like I've seen her go off and throw shots around like her her man and stuff, and be nasty. And then there was the roach thing, but like 
I'm also not going to vilify her either because she's grappling with her anti-blackness the same way that I'm grappling with um, my anti-blackness and she's grappling with her misogyny, her internalized misogyny the same way that I am. But when I do it darker than her without that platform and support from these black men rallying around her, I'm going to get trashed. Right. So it really was about the black men. Yeah, and, and you know, it was. It, like, it, it really was. But mm. the thing with Azealia, like, and this is for me personally, and mm. I think this is what sort of overshadowed the valid, the very valid points that she was trying to make about black women in the industry. And mm. everything you just said is true. But when they when they got sued, I don't mean to laugh, but, like, when they got super personal <laughs> with Cardi. <laughs> she gets so nasty. Yeah, I'm so. Like, well, it's funny. No, and I know it is, so I'm just like. <laughs> but, I, but I think at that point, it, it just, she just made it so personal. So what she did after she... <laughs> After she went on the Twitter rant or whatever, and she was just saying what she was saying, she dragged Cardi by calling her the poor man's Nicki Minaj, but yeah. it wasn't so bad. It was just like, okay, you know, whatever, and then right. she deleted it. So what Cardi did, Cardi countered back with a video of <laughs> Azealia, and this is the show that we were at. Yeah. That this she said. So yeah. she countered back with a, a video of Azealia. Like dancing and getting crazy to Bodak Yellow, singing along and everything. <laughs> sold out New York. New York yeah. Show. So Cardi, the caption was just like, um. It was just like this is why Bodak Yellow went number one because even the haters right. can't they Perfect can't help it. Back, by the way. Yeah, and it was classy because so she was just like oh, okay whatever, and, and then she, she just left it alone because we know Cardi is the type of person who was probably being like that dumb bitch. Like who knows what she was saying? Cardi want to fight now. She would have. Cardi just want to fight. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm sure she just you know. But anyway, exactly. So so Azilia went on another rant on her <laughs> IG you, stories. You to it, right? Yeah, and this yeah. is the so this is the first one that I had and when I first heard it I was just like, "What the fuck she's so <laughs> mad about?" cuz I didn't have the the context, the yeah. Twitter context. Yeah. And she was just like, "You fucking slut." This was like her internalized misogyny too yeah, as well. That you fucked to get where like, you Like, yeah, you ma- you fuck mad niggas and everybody say you got a purple ass and your body <laughs> is fake and this and that and you know, <laughs> you're not even that everybody ass. write your lyrics and this and that, mm-hmm. which is crazy cuz cuz in the industry a Everybody write everybody right, else right. lyrics, but she, you know? she used whatever tactic she yeah, had so. to give herself some sense. Like, it's a battle, right? Yeah. And the thing it is, is. Like, people want to control the nastiness only when she's doing... Like, it's a fucking battle. My thing is, it's a battle, but I'm just, I mean, but you know what? You are who you are, so I right. can't say I wish... I just wish she would have done it this way because, you know, now, now we everyone forgot about the valid points that you made, and they're important. Right. So that, like, to me personally, I'm just like, damn, you made some really important ballads. Because not for nothing, like, I, well, I don't want to say I love Cardi. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I like her song. I really, I only know her two main same. stream songs that same. that drop. But then the same with Azealia Banks. I only know two and one too. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Cardi isn't super talented. Like, she's, she's not. not. She's not super talented. Yeah. Cardi has personality. Mm-hmm. She has a really good energy, like on stage and off stage, and everyone fucks with her because she owns up to who mm-hmm. she is and her fucks up she or got, whatever. She got a little, like, and she, hard low. Yeah. I like the way she but yeah, no, her flow is, yeah, but yeah. I mean, like, lyrically. Like, in Bodak specifically. Yeah, exactly, because we don't even know. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then she has a, a really good rags to riches story. Definitely. Everybody underdog loves a good story sure. underdog story, right? Yes. Everyone loves the underdog, right? Yes. So until they win. <laughs> right, exactly, right? With yeah. that being said, that, that's me personally, I feel that's why she made number one. Mm. That's why she made number one. It has, like, like charts her have nothing to do. Yeah. The song too, yeah, no, it does. It is, it is a good song, mm-hmm. but you know what? When I first heard it, honestly, I had to grow on me because I was really? just like, all right, like it was like the, the production was kind of basic, and it, yeah. it never reminded me of the rant forever. So right. it was just all right. She's still talking about fighting, cool. But then after hearing it so much, like right. it was just 
force fed. Then I was yeah. just like, oh, okay, all right, all you right. know. And then we got into the lyrics and like, there's yeah. a performance to it. Like, there is a performance. Song, you know the video with the woman <laughs> singing to her boyfriend. And she, there's this this video of this woman. I'm sure you, some of y'all have seen it. And she's just going off to Bodak Yellow to her, I guess her man. Yes, yeah, her he man. Has no reaction because he can't really. He seems like. It's funny, though, because there's a a video post of that, and he was bothering her with a different song, though. Yeah, but they're just a couple that they do this kind of thing, so (laughs) it was funny. Yeah. So anyway, I say that to say, like, she had valid points, but it just, it it didn't help the points after she, because now, now, I personally feel Azalea made it about something else. Yeah. Well, my thing is, like, I don't think Azalea has, like, a a grand mission. Like, I think she's being random. And and see, and that's another thing we forget about artists. Like, they're they're regular people, too. They're just regular people. Like, she just had a reaction. Yeah, exactly. And she feels slighted, and we, and we, there's reason why she should feel slighted if we're really just basing things off, like, her artistic merit because just like like I remember she's, she is and I don't know when a lot of her shit but when I went to the show and looked her up like she's talented as, as fuck. fuck Azalea is super she talented she writes which is hard to do yeah she, she sings produces, and she can sing, she can and her flow lyrically she's yeah. talented as fuck yeah there was never any critical denial of her talent whatsoever but her she to me Azalea fails at being this ideal like black femme rapper she's not she's in a way she doesn't she's she tries to visually like she can't thing, she can't she's not she's she not, can't fit in the box they're trying to fit her fit in, in the box and that's I what it is with Azalea. She, and i think she literally is going mad with that yeah she, like why they, can't i be a nasty gutter like 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 these niggas like why can't i be like a kodak black I and mean, sing this ballad and say some fucked up shit and and you still buy my albums and come to my yeah. show because you're a woman Mm. and you're a black woman so like you ain't supposed to even be out here like that like we don't even market you like that so yeah. I don't even know why you're thinking you right. know what I'm saying so she has a reason to definitely, be definitely I see the frustration yeah and the frustration like people and not for nothing I was saying this on Facebook earlier and I think this is the part where people don't really want to acknowledge it but like men use the most vile violent tactics to gain power right they will say the most vile shit they'll be telling each other they're gonna kill each other Azalea yeah. never said I don't to my knowledge she hasn't said she's trying to kill nobody so like they'll and we will be like oh my god beef bars wow <laughs> <laughs> but like this you know this bitch goes off on Twitter and like and I literally How see people dare say she? die no yeah they'll be like kill, kill, yourself. kill yourself that's and that's, that's that's something but deeper. you cause you know what like yo people they don't and, 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 I, and I hate to say but a lot of people and I ain't even trying to talk shit cause right. not for nothing I didn't get the language language up until recently. Right. So, but a lot of people they don't understand the layers, and I, I'm I'm still right figuring out and processing the layers. Right. So but you subconsciously, know, subconsciously, even without the layers, they'll throw support to the vile ass trifling. Ass yeah, no, right, because that, that's that thing you're talking about, yeah. right? Because even me, like right. even without the language that I have now. Like I still trusted my feeling, and 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 even now I still go through that. Like in the beginning, in the first mm-hmm. episode, I said half warm thoughts because I'm still processing a lot. Right. But I still like certain things still feel either right or wrong. Right. And so and I just don't know why. So right. I I do still I, I have that. Right. Whereas other people they like no kill the bitch kill the bitch. You know what reminds me of like Damon Dash. Damon Dash be wildin' in interviews. <laughs> like he'll be popping up. He'll start a whole disruption. He brings in a whole crew and threatens people on the mic. And we're like, oh, Dame, <laughs> you know, Dame. Like we kind of hope he gets it together. 
people just have this disdain for Azalea. They don't even want to see her get it together. It's just kind of like, go away, bitch. And I'm just never, ever going to co-sign it. And I'm sorry, I see a lot of pushback from people because they don't want to acknowledge the nuances to this and they don't want to think that deeply. And that says something about you. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, that says something about you. But don't don't rock with Young Thug around me then. Don't y'all rock to no Kodak Black or XXX um, Tentacles, whatever his name is. Like, <laughs> right, I don't want to hear none of these yeah. things. If they've said problematic shit and been violent, I don't want to hear Fuck it. Fuck say Even problematic they shit. It, they are real-life rapists. Rapists. Like, most of y'all niggas is rapists, rapey ass, trifling ass, little violent ass niggas. I don't give a fuck, okay? All of them. If not, okay, generally all of them. Yeah. I'm sorry. Even a fucking chance the rapper. And, and but you know what? And, and even like if they're not physically rapey, yeah, they they feed into and perpetuate and participate rapey into rape shit. culture. <laughs> exactly. And then into rape culture. Exactly. So yeah. So you got men literally like contributing to women's lives being taken and, and rape, but like but Azalea needs to die. <laughs> so no. I well I refuse. I just refuse to go there. Like one of the reasons why Azalea remains relevant is because she is. Mm. And that's all I'm gonna really say, like because she is. It could she could be easily ignored. Yeah, people could easily not tune in, but people like tuning in and people like bullying back at her. They yeah. like telling her to go kill herself. They like saying go throw away your career. She's an she's an easy target because black women aren't protected. Mm. No one cares. Right. So I, the shit that I see in comments, I'm like, you're doing this because you know you're safe. And I think well, that's pretty. That's why. I, I think you get so much pushback because mm-hmm. I think, like, you, Tamara, well, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you're even taking her side in everything. You're no. not saying everything she does is right. No, you're saying, damn, but, like. She's a problem as hell, but, like. But it's just, like, but, fuck, y'all really trying to hang on across when niggas do this shit every day, all day. All and day. y'all just trying to. Like, so we're waiting for Kanye's album. Yeah, that's your point. Your point isn't just stand for Azalea because she's just, right. It's just, yeah. like, shit. Like, y'all exactly. ready for her to kill herself. Exactly. But other men do A, B, and C, and exactly. it, it just goes over your head. Or you ignore it, or right. it, it's it's okay. And the Cardi B's can do similar violence, right? Because we're, we're we're treating Azalea's words as though they're violent acts and like she how dare she Cardi B's can do similar acts of violence but be given a pass to to grow and still be given a shot to, to perform at the show mm-hmm. people want to just cut like she's bad marketing she's just bad for business and like that's been the history of black women like we're not supposed to survive in a way that's like expansive and like we're not supposed to have multiple dimensions to us and we're not supposed to be able to learn and grow give up give azalea what she wants she going to yeah. keep she going to fight to keep it it's supposed, it's supposed to be either the either the Jezebel or the Mammy or the right. respectable or right. anything or outside dead. of that or dead yeah anything outside of dead. that is just like nah we don't want that yeah and like can people consider the possibility that what azalea's doing vile or not is an attempt to keep what she had versus an attempt to move forward. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, could it be that she's scrapping because it, it's been so difficult? I brought up to a, to my friend, Sharita and I went off on each other yesterday arguing about this. Because one thing I hate <laughs> is when people who have no experience, like with strippers, you know, well, you should just do that. You don't know what I should do because you don't know what it's like to be a stripper. Right. You don't know what it's like to do any of this. None of you know what it's like to be Azalea Banks. You don't know what it's like to be a dark-skinned femme and fem meaning like feminine presenting, right? Like in in the music industry and trying to move forward. You don't, you know? You can't even tell me someone similar who's doing it. I can Angel Hayes is a dark skinned femme who's queer And this is another thing. There are so many masculine. Right. There are so Dish many loaf. of those black women that right. I'm just like, Oh shit, I ain't even you know right. they just 
and we're happy. Yeah, they had their little careers, but you can't. You know that they, they got you the they got the little Nikki, blue though. checks on Twitter and you shit. You got blue check, but, we but, but get, nobody knows you. We ain't giving you that Mac deal though. <laughs> right, Mac deal. What you mean? You want an Apple Music deal? Uh, yeah. No. Nah, that's, for Nikki. that's already for taken. That spot, that one spot, is already taken. Exactly. So like, yeah. Fuck the respectability. Keep it fair. Gemini's are messy. I'm a Gemini, so I get it. Like Kanye and Azalea be wildin'. But they be fair. They're fair in their analysis. Like they can be trifling, but that's another. That's another. And thing and you entirely. know what? Delivery. Another thing. We have to just be only because they have such high visibility. That doesn't mean that their delivery has to be as polished as as, as right. anyone else because they're still. We're all still in this trying exactly. to figure shit out. So exactly. their delivery is just going to be their delivery. Just as... Exactly. Yeah, and and, that, and I think that's another part of it. A lot of people feel when you're in high, quote-unquote, positions mm-hmm. or you have higher visibility that you should be careful with what you say or watch right. watch what you want, how you say it. And it's like, nah, like, fuck, I'm mad. I'm and mad. I have the right to be mad. Right. And I'm going to, you know... Right. So, yeah, but then that, that was just my takeaway with it. I was just like, yo, she, she's spitting some truth. Right. Like, she's saying a lot of truthful shit, but... I, I'm just I just didn't like that it got so personal yeah. against Cardi because because then it's like uh, okay y'all we're getting too we're now going you too far yeah and, no and, one likes for it to go too far but then I what I do hold space. but when you're super passionate and when mad you, it's and just that when you've been fucked with and when you've been yeah. told that you ain't shit and when people are telling you to die and when people are saying go kill yourself throw away your entire career that you worked on since two one two and like she talks very openly about her issues with the music industry and that they were trying to shape her into something that she was not and that she had to get control of her music. Very common story. Yeah. So like just I'm saying consider nuance. I'm not saying make concessions for anybody in one way or the other. Like but but be considerate. It's like listen, listen, listen read some listen more, like watch. try to figure out why yeah. this person is, is doing what they're yeah. doing. Because and that's a life skill period it is for everyone, skill. and like, not everyone deserves it. Like I yeah. am totally comfortable with someone who's like, listen, I don't give a fuck. I don't like her. I find the shit that she says to be vile and upsetting, and I don't even want to give her a chance. Cool, fine. Yeah, but you hop on my status every time I fucking bring that bitch up. You ready to defend and like drag her every time I say something? So to me, that's something about like that says more to me about how you really feel. You know, to me, it's, I think it's very loose. I don't, I don't really trust a lot of these reactions that are just like, like I, I just don't like her because. She's just mean. So I, you better not be playing like 99% of these but, but then, But then, whatchamacallit, when it's gossip girls and them bitches is mean as hell and making other people, because, right. you know, because it's white bitches and they fly. Y'all and, love and a shady white you, bitch. So, yeah, exactly. Y'all like, you're supposed to be mean. No, you bitch. can't. You, y'all love her. Y'all, you can't sit with us That's type of thing. bitch. Yeah. They don't, yeah, you can't be an, I, you can't sit with us black bitch. You can't. Mm. No, because everyone's supposed to be able to come to you and take things from you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's power. It's about power. So, I feel like I was, I forgot something that I wanted to mention. I forget. It'll come back to me. Yeah, and this But one. I definitely want to talk more about sex work and talk more about the sex industry, period. Because one of, oh, one of the points I wanted to get to is, like, the way Aura is in exploring this stuff through this documentary, I'm really interested. Because I love porn. I love, like, black, like, porn performers. Like, let's be honest. I watch a lot of porn. I learned a lot of my shit from porn. Like, mm-hmm. I, visually, I've always thought about, like, what ways could pornography be done better and more thoughtfully. So I'm very interested in, in considering the idea of, like, filming my own erotic shit, you know? I don't know if I'd want to do, like, full-blown sex, but um, but I'm toying with the idea because I think it fascinates me, it interests me, and I am interested in this, this connection between sex and power that I can explore, so... All this stuff. Is yes, helping. yes, yes, yes. And then that's yeah. that's another one of the areas that I do want to focus on. 
Because there, there's a lot of, I guess, media out there on sex work, but mm. most of them tend to focus on the dark side and they want to, which further stigmatizes it, right? And then mm. my thing is, yeah, there's drugs and shit and, and sex work and, and there's psychological problems and issues, but, you know, so is in Hollywood. Yeah. But you glamorize that. But you glamorize There's it. mad drugs. So it's just so, like, what, like what, what are we talking about? <laughs> it's like the Wall Street versus, you know, the corner. Yeah, exactly. Like, so what's it, the difference? Really? really? Like, and, and who... Because a lot of people, another, which we call a term that people don't really understand is master narratives. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even, you, you don't even know why you feel so strongly about whatever Thank it is you. that you feel about. Thank you. Because you've just, the fucking world has shaped you to exactly. have this mind that isn't even really yours. Exactly. And that's where my archive class is interesting. Because it, it really makes me think, the same way we think about proof. Like, if you come to court, you got to have proof. And if you have something that's a document... Who made it an official document? Right. Who right? controls the story? Who, who tells that? an old white men for the whole? It, exactly. It's very recent that now people of color and women, we're all able to tell our own stories and actually, because and that's important. Because if you think about, even if you think about media, mm. who tells most of the media stories? White men white or men. white people. So Period. they get to say what's good, what's good, and what's bad, mm-hmm. and what white people are like, and what black people are like. Which like, is- we see it in, in the headlines. Mm-hmm. that That's all master narrative. So mm-hmm. th- that's why sex work is also so stigmatized, because exactly. we come from a society where, I mean, we like, from the Puritans back in the age where mm-hmm. we, sex was bad, and especially a woman enjoying sex was just bad. Mm-hmm. And then black people... And evil. Right, and evil. Mm-hmm. So now black people back and in we, the day... We're inherently evil. According to white right, supremacy. so we internalize so much, mm-hmm. but then w- with the respectability politics, now that that came about because that's that's that Bill Cosby shit. Like mm-hmm. you know, you you should pull your pants up and you shouldn't do A, B, and C, so you can fit more in with exactly. main. So basically, the white way is the right way. It's the right way, and anything that is insurgent, will will or deviant, or yeah, yeah. but within mean like we like the white narrative starts to be in control of it to some mm-hmm. degree like I saw this video of Bobby Shmurda performing for the record label company oh when he slid on Did the you table see it? that shit was wild it gave me a little chills I yeah. don't know like the idea of him like performing for this white audience some real shit that is his life you know what I mean and that's everywhere and then thinking and everybody. about how to market it and like yeah. sell it and package it right so I made this con- I made this status earlier like black women Black femmes basically are, like, we're not allowed to fight for our oppression or claw for our oppression um, unless it's, like, done in a certain respectable way. And I was like, and especially, I was like, one of the ways we can do that is to produce more black men because y'all love them, Mm. right? So I think about that a lot. I'm like, y'all love some little dark-skinned niggas, but you don't love them black mamas who they come from. Right. So, like, interesting. You know what I'm saying? And even then, you only love them as far as you you can benefit from them. That's it. And then after that, it's like, oh, okay, That's next. It. So it's like black women producing these little objects for people to touch and exploit who then turn around and resent those very women because their mobility is not in having their mama. Right. Mom, you know, so like mm, it's that's a lot. Like, I guess yeah, that's layers. one of the with my documentary project or with my mini documentary yeah. project. That's like I'm not even I'm not jumping. I'm not trying to change everyone's mind. Not yet anyway. Like I'm I'm trying to at least start a spark a conversation mm-hmm. or at least get a couple of people to start thinking differently. Like mm-hmm. damn, I never thought about it. Why is it a problem or mm-hmm. why that? You know what? She got a point. That's kind of right. like right. I just want people to think more and just stop accepting absolute truths right. that are force-fed to you. Right. And, and to think more about your discomfort. Why is something bothering you, yeah. irritating you? Is it just because it is a bad thing? Is it black and white? Unpack or that. Exactly. Is yeah. it triggering, triggering things and making you question things that are uncomfortable? Like, it's important. So, yeah. I like to say everybody has a role in this society. Even the messy ones have a purpose. They, they do something. So, 
Yeah, because the you know the messy ones you can't Someone's fit them inside boxes exactly. Someone's gotta shake you up. So, so that's, and that's one of the class. The one of the other class, the playwrights classes, not the one with the playwright. You know, I never know if it's playwrights writing or playwriting or just writing playwrights. Girl, my writing for you. the theater, <laughs> my writing for the theater class is something separate with one professor, and then I have another class with the same professor, Andrea Hurston, the one I just okay. mentioned, and hers is black women playwrights disrupting uh, right, right, right. the master narrative. Yeah. So yeah, that is just super dope because it's we just read all of the plays that challenge that master narrative and mm-hmm. it's it basically black women started writing plays and telling it's like like, like let us tell our own stories exactly. like I'm, we sick of y'all telling our stories and the tragic black person and you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just crazy but um so yeah, yeah. I, I i'm just i'm looking forward to sharing on your own archives you know and you know, people don't even realize that's why a lot of people like on social media that's why people like me for all these mm-hmm. years because for I as long you. as my and and some hate me too yeah mm-hmm. i mean luckily i don't get too much of that yeah. men every once in a while I get that mad comment. i was like how how sway but you anyway know me yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like i've been for most of the my followers that have been with me since twitter days and mm-hmm. myspace like i always was i exposed everything and it you know so then you have to consider that too though mm-hmm. why why do we love the people who, who are comfortable it. in their skin right right because they're doing the and work, then also so why do we do? hate them yeah right so it's a lot but i'm looking forward to yes. sharing with you guys yeah. and um please write us still like yeah we got a feedback. couple of emails um mm-hmm. on requests for which we can get into maybe the next show right yeah so and or, some themes that we might not cover but we can talk about definitely because um there were some interesting yeah things in right there. some of them were problems <laughs> I mean, that's, that's life, but that's right? Life. <laughs> so anything you guys would like for us to talk about or you'd like our opinions on, mm-hmm. askmarginalia at gmail.com. Yes. You know, the follow goal, and like and yes, share. The goal is very soon <laughs> for us. Everyone is going to know all of this, and mm-hmm. we won't even have to say it anymore exactly. on the air. But, um, but it's all in the description. Yeah. So. All right. All right, y'all. Have See a good soon. one. Bye.